0: Learn more at marines.com. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome to the Barca Blowgroundness podcast. My name is Josh. Hope you all have had a lovely week. Um, I haven't really I actually haven't really had like a good chance to talk to you all. Uh had a couple of guests on the last couple of weeks thanks to um our lovely guests, Emil um, and uh, Danny from um, Black, White, and Read All Over, for joining us the last couple of weeks. Um, we actually have quite a bit of news to talk about this week, so I'm just going to dive right into it. Um, La Liga is officially returning. So I believe the dates are June 11th, and then for the next 32 days till around um, July 19th. Or I guess that's more than 32 days, but pretty much from what i understand and i read a couple um, there was a piece on marsa yesterday and then on brasta blagranas um there's going to be about 32 days of consecutive football when la liga does return uh what that means is that from june 11th to july 12th there will be at least one match played every day um and then all 20 clubs will you know play their final two matches on july 15th and the 19th um This is pretty crazy. So from what I understand, the first Barcelona match is going to be on that Monday, June 15th, um, against Mallorca. And I think that's match day 28. Um, And then shortly after that, I think on that Thursday, so three days later, they'll play Leganes. And then their next match is against Sevilla, three days. Jeez. Yeah, so <laughs> I this is obviously unprecedented, right? Um, I think Messi talked about how this is like starting over. Um, he also talked about when we return to the pitch, we'll give it everything. Uh, there was a new Gatorade ad featuring him this week. Uh, the I think the difficulty with... How this is going to return is that, um, like, I mean, if they're playing every three days, I think the good news, right, is that Barcelona's attack. um, Jill wrote a piece on the site kind of covering some of the the players looking sharp in training ahead of the the La Liga return, um, because obviously Luis Suarez has been able to recover, um, Matsufati has been able to recover. Um, from his, because I, I think he had a little injury. Um, and then Suarez is obviously the biggest one. Um, so, I mean, if they come back with, you know, Griezmann at full strength, Ansu and Braithwaite and Suarez, you know, plus Messi, um, obviously, uh, it's going to be fascinating to see kind of these older players get thrown back into the fire of playing every three days from not playing at all. Uh, it's going to take some careful squad rotation. It's going to take intentional training. Like I would be fascinated after kind of this is after the season's over, some of the pieces that are going to be coming out about how these teams are preparing and training for a rapid return like this. Um, I think it's also fascinating that La Liga and the Premier League were able to kind of watch Bundesliga and how they handled things and kind of take some of the the lessons learned from that and execute it to La Liga's return. So we're officially going to have football in like two weeks and clubs have been kind of, you know, back training for the last couple weeks. I don't know. It, it purely depends on how well the players were keeping themselves in shape and training kind of outside of things during the quarantine. Um, and the, the way that, having no fans is going to affect the top teams is going to be fascinating to me as well. Uh, I think in Bundesliga we've, you know, there hasn't really been an effect, obviously I think class will win over anything, but it is going to be interesting to see, you know, an empty, you know, empty stadiums watching these games. Um, one of the other fascinating storylines that's been happening over the last couple of weeks is the whole, and again, you have to be careful here, right? Is like the Real Madrid favoritism that exists in the Premier League. That the perceived favoritism um, that exists in the, the Premier League. Um, there's this narrative that Real Madrid are somehow like the favorite, and I'm not necessarily arguing that, but I think between the recent comments from. Um, Juan Gaspar, the former Barcelona president, along with, and I can't remember who talked about it, but I think there was a former La Liga referee that said like 90% or some, some significant percentage of La Liga refs were Real Madrid fans. And, you know, part of this is due to there not being much to talk about. Um, but Gaspar in particular said that La Liga would be over if Real Madrid were on top, that they wouldn't even bring it back, which I just think is <laughs> so ridiculous. Like, even if you are the most... Anti Real Madrid, like they, the league hates Barcelona, kind of thing. It's ridiculous to think that they just wouldn't resume the league purely because Real Madrid were on top. That's just that's insane. Um, and I find it fascinating that kind of these these two storylines came out in succession from one another. Uh, we're gonna take a short break and then we're gonna talk about. There's there's a ton of transfer stuff to talk about, so be right back. Already, so on the transfer side of things, there was a Neymar report um they basically says and this is from sport that he kind of refused a salary deal or a salary um cut uh from psg there were players that were asked to take a 70 percent pay cut the only one that apparently supported it was Kylian mbappe others such as neymar Thiago, cavani um, and ende herrera were opposed to this uh people are saying that. This, this means that he's ready to uh, to head to Barcelona. Personally, I would say that this means Neymar doesn't want to take 70% of a pay cut and is standing strong on that, no matter how you feel about it. I don't think it means he's, he's posing for a move at all. Um, although one might perceive it that way, I would just say he just doesn't want to take 70% of a pay cut. Um, Philippe Coutinho news. So... Barcelona are pretty desperate. Uh, they really, 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 really want Lautaro martinez if you haven't paid attention. Um, Bayern Munich are not buying Philippe Coutinho. So Barcelona really wants to include Philippe Coutinho in the Lautaro martinez transfer. So <sighs> Inter have made it pretty clear what they want in return, right? Like they, they want a significant sum of money. And... They want players that we, we keep thinking we know who, uh, the likes of Nelson Semedo, um, Arturo Vidal, players like that, and nothing has really stuck. So Philippe Coutinho has been kind of thrown in there recently. Um, there was a a report from um, I think somewhere out of Italian media. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure where. I can't remember. Um, that talked about Coutinho going back in return. I don't think Inter Milan want Philippe Coutinho, uh, but. Nevertheless, it's just interesting to talk about. Um, and then, obviously, the Juventus discussions, right? Uh, Miralem Pjanic, Barcelona really wanted him to come. Um, the difficulty right now is that Arthur is refusing to move, right? He was the one that was supposed to go back. Um, Juventus really wanted him, and he is resisting. So pretty much what's going to have to happen here is Juventus have returned and asked for Dembele and Vidal. They've reportedly said no to Tabito. Um I don't necessarily see Barcelona being willing to give up Tembele and Vidal, especially when Vidal is kind of this player who has been consistently included in Laturo Martinez rumors. Um, I think Laturo is uh, clearly kind of valued as more of an important transfer. And excuse me, that's the garage door right beneath me. Um, that is that buzzing noise. Um, the has been kind of tipped as the more important transfer piece than Maryland Panich, So I would, I don't think they're going to necessarily let someone like, uh, Vidal go in a Juventus move when he might be the piece they need to finish the Oturo move. Uh, the other piece of news that I would highlight, um, is that since La Liga is planning to start on June 11th, um, La Liga president Javier Tabas said that they're planning for the next season to start on September 12th. So, if they're able to finish things in July, um, then you know you would hope that they're able to have some sort of semblance of a normal off-season, get transfer stuff done, get business done. Um, but that's if everything goes as planned they're able to play that many games in consecutive days. Which, I guess, by the way, like I know we talked about in the first half of the podcast, I'm shocked that Teams signed off on this. Uh, I know that. I'm, I guess I'm shocked that players signed off on this, and I guess maybe this comes to my lack of understanding of how players, um, like how players have power in European football, specifically in the Liga. Like in the NBA, I know there's like there's a players' union, right? And no NBA return is going to happen without the sign off of the players' union, right? Like, what's fair to the players, um, and that kind of thing. And playing every three days, man, like that is that's brutal and so i'm i will be interested to read the discussions that took place between players and clubs and whether there was a discussion or whether it was just like we just have to play every game get all the tv money we can and cut our losses kind of thing so it's fascinating i'm excited to read more about it be sure to read the site barcelainblogranets.com be sure to subscribe to the podcast thank you for listening this is a short one um stay safe it's going to be nice having football back here in a couple weeks i hope that they are i'm sure that they're being smart and considerate i hope that they're being smart and considerate, and um, let's hope everything goes well so thanks for listening and i will talk to you next time